0: Hey, y'all. I know I need to add a splash to my wardrobe. So do you? Our friends at Dianu have you covered. Dianu helps celebrate the vibrant African culture and feel connected to your roots with every single garment. While it's a celebration for African culture, it's not just for those with African heritage. It's for everyday people like us. We the culture. From sweaters, shirts for the fellas, crop tops, dresses, and skirts for the ladies, and some fun matching fits for the whole family, Dianu has you covered. Go to dianu.com, that's D-I-Y-A-N-U.com, and use the promo code Rich Loves Kicks to save 10% off your order. Dianu, a way to be bold, be proud, and express yourself, whoever you are.
1: Looking for Greek apparel that is simple, chic, and incognito? Need a gift for your favorite NPHC member? Crossing Greek Apparel can help you, or them, represent sororities or fraternities without breaking any rules. Save 15% on your next purchase with the code MENTALPOD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: your mental matters, mental matters, 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 yo. Mental matters ain't a simple pattern, we need to have a central chatter, poop for thought, grab a platter, my mental ain't for rental, I'm a central man and simple, I'm a ripple in the rip though, I don't wanna sick my ship so, gotta know your mental, black life is hard, I don't resent though, feelings really real, we should present those, talk about it, you should know your mental matters, your mental Ladies matters, and mental animals, matters, and girls, yeah. Kids yeah. of all ages, aunties, uncles, baby daddies, baby mamas, real dads, fake dads, stepdads. Uh dogs that season under the table. What up, though?
1: What up, though?
0: We are back with another episode of Mental Matters Podcast. I am one of your favorite hosts of all podcasts, Rich, with my brother from another, which I think at some point in time their parents just gave me up for adoption. And then we just found each other. You see the college <laughs> Jarell is here. What up, brother? How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to see you again. It's good to be seen, better to be heard and not viewed. Mm -hmm. Did I get the old person saying right? I think so. I don't know. I just made that up too. Anyway. No, I was going to say, it sounds familiar. (laughs) uh, Shout out to it is officially the end of summer. It is tea season. Therefore, I have rose hips tea, ladies and gentlemen. I still don't understand. What the hell Rose Hips is. But it's good, though. It tastes good. Get the job done.
1: Is it from, like, the, the rose flower? Like, it's, like, the petals or something like that?
0: No, it is a brand. I'm looking at it because I'm in my dining room. It is a brand called Alveda. Okay. And they have a flavor called Rose Hips. And it still is not steep because it just tastes like hot water right now. But eventually it's going to hit. And I'm going to explain what y'all it tastes like. Hold on, wait. Hey, give me another sip,
1: and <laughs> then what kind of forever mug. you yeah, In case you didn't know, I am a refugee from Wakanda. I just live here. Um. So, are you one of those people who have to like dress up your tea? Like, you got to put honey in it. You got to put a little bit of, like, a teaspoon of sugar or something like that. It depends.
0: Um. Yeah. Some teas have their own distinct flavors, so you don't need to do all that. Like one mm-hmm. of my favorite teas to have without sugar and honey, and well, I don't use sugar for anything. Uh, that I use without honey and all the sweeteners and crap is blueberry. Blueberry tea has its own like potent but naturally sweet flavor, so mm-hmm. it works. So rose hips is kind of a similar similarity to it. Um, mm-hmm. wait, we'll see if it. A little bit better, okay. So, okay. that's just what it is. So, but yeah, man, we are back. I am healthy. Jarrell is here. Jarrell, you've been
1: you've been real busy lately. Yeah, I've been a lot of busy lately, man. <laughs> you were correction,
0: Jarrell. You've been a lot of busy lately, bro. Yeah. I'll be having to check in just to make sure you're breathing okay, like,
1: you know. Yeah, it's a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. So I don't even know how to get in your business right now. But I do want to say I feel like we are in the generation I'm I'm at, I'm I'm at that age where I feel like I'm getting old but I don't feel old. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm getting wiser within my youth looking face. And okay. all of my friends and family around like the people I genuinely call family are all at the point where they just like we're pregnant, we got a baby. And it's like whoa. <laughs> another one. Yeah. And it's not a teenage thing. It's like we're adults and we're supposed to be doing this type of stuff. And Jarrell's like, I got next. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay, dad. Yeah. Okay, parent. <laughs> Show us how the big dogs get down. Because yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> so nah, it's,
0: you know it's going it's, it's
1: been a different thing. It's been an adjustment for sure. Like just like the idea of being a parent but to to go back to what you said about us getting old i tend to like try not to think of it as us getting old it's just that like i see myself as not just as like reckless young anymore like because you know you see like the other like 16 17 year olds listening to whatever they listen to dressing however they dress wearing hoodies in 100 degree weather all that you know type of stuff and it was like this is like i'm not i'm not that anymore but it's like I'm not we're not necessarily like, oh, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I think we should start looking at it as just saying, like, we're not reckless young or we're not, you know, um, like we're our frontal lobe has formed properly. And and we're able to think through and execute on decisions with a mature aspect. Right. So, yeah, I, I just think like we, we've we crossed over from being reckless young. So frontal lobes matter.
0: that's That's the the proper term right right?
1: that's the proper term right Like, (laughs) frontal
0: loads matter ladies and gentlemen that's what this episode is called well I just want to formally say brother congratulations on enduring this next next step as you walk into fatherhood I know that we have yet to meet baby girl but I'm excited for you I'm excited for my sis I, ladies and gentlemen, I still don't understand what what people be seeing in me sometimes, but I am proud to say that I will be a godfather and have my first ever goddaughter. I have Mm -hmm. had no goddaughters in my life. All godsons. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be an experience for both of us, what you're talking about. Like, I... I don't know how to spoil them. I don't know how to love on them yet, but I'm just going to follow your lead and I'm going to just try to be like a pseudo dad when you Mm -hmm. just feel like laying down and just fall asleep on the couch.
1: Okay. (laughs) I appreciate that.
0: The baby shower was, ladies and gentlemen, I got to brag on my god. (laughs) Listen, the baby shower was like wedding reception part two. Okay. They both came through with the clean fit, mm-hmm. and Jerrell did his best impression of Eastside Daddy baby shower movement. Like the kid <laughs> rocked a Burberry shirt, mm-hmm. had that boy open a little bit. I ain't you know. I, hey, he had the, the invisible hamburger meats out here. The boy yeah, yeah. had on white slacks. The boy had on Detroit edition. Two eighteen Air Jordan 2 mm-hmm. and to put the icing on the cake. Besides <laughs> the lineup, besides the crispy barrels, the boy wore some premium lenses,
1: the <laughs> Cartier, the patented
0: Detroit specials, the Cartier frame. The ke- what? Well, I swear to God, y'all. When he mm-hmm. put them on, the man transformed into like. <laughs> Super East Side Detroit Real. And I was just like, you dog, you did it. You're really a super saiyan. I I was just proud to be in the moment mm-hmm. that Jarrell bestowed upon us and became a super a super saiyan Negro mm-hmm. as a dad. Hailing from the east side of Detroit. What up, though? And just came through. And shout out to my dog who wants to be on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I got so a, lot I'm of, a lot
1: of good feedback <laughs> about my outfit at that baby shower. Like people who I, who yes, I didn't have, yes. people who I haven't even like texted in like six months to a year. Was just like, man, that was you. Like, when did you start doing that type of stuff? And you know, like, what happened when you start popping out like that or whatever? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, like I'm the most modest person I know, but. If the occasion calls for it, I just I just have to do it. So it was it was it was fun, you know. Like some people get dressed up for Halloween, some people cosplay at some of the you know the human events, and some people go to the wrestling events with their belts, their championship belts. But Detroit baby shower, I just had to put on my stuff. <laughs> I had fun with
0: it for sure, ladies and gentlemen. When you say put on stuff. That boy put it on, okay? <laughs> he likes to put it on. He put it on, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> but shout out to y'all. And Gabby was just as beautiful as the bride. She was the bride. And, you know, I can definitely tell that both y'all are excited. So I'm just happy for this next chapter. So, mm-hmm. like, you're going to be a girl dad, bro. Yeah. So, like, what has been, like, I think, like, the transformative like process for you as you process between i'm gonna be a parent to oh i'm about to be a parent to a
1: baby girl uh, It's it's been i've been talking to like a lot of people like a lot of a lot of uh, fathers who have daughters and sons because they give me like both perspectives so it's like me internally i've just been like asking and just praying for like more patience and like more gentleness. Cause it's like I know that like I think I'm like a a well-rounded, like even kill person, but it's like you can't negotiate with the with the newborn, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's no negotiation with that. And then like as as she grows, it's like I know how to be a man because I had that example in my life. I had a mother, I have a sister. And it's like they showed me like what women should be. I have a wife, they show me what women should be. And it's just, but it's just like me being in a position of molding the outlook of a future woman. That's a whole different thing than just looking at an example of what a woman should be. So all of those layers and things is just the main, the main thing that I've gotten from all of the fathers of girls who I've spoken to is just be present and set the example so she knows what she should look for and how men should handle themselves as she's going to grow up and become a young, successful woman, right? So those are two things that I've always gotten. Just be present and then always just show the example of what she should expect the man to be.
0: I don't know if you can hear me crunching on these chips, but your boy has been running ragged. Okay. <laughs> Only because we're getting ready for this vacation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I haven't eaten yet, y'all. So if y'all hear some cheddar and sour cream ruffles crunching in the background, just to mind y'all things. Anyway, it's a beautiful thing that you mentioned about just being present and patient, things of that nature. So I guess when it comes to, like, I guess current examples besides your father, are there any current living and or not living examples of like a girl dad that you like? Oh yeah. I'm taking stuff from him.
1: Uh, so I've <laughs> been I've been thinking about that, right? So you know, I feel like the term got coined unfortunately when Kobe passed. Um, I feel like that's when it's like became like a actual term. So of course, like seeing those video clips, you know, when Kobe passed of like him holding his youngest daughter like in the holster and like dancing with her or him, um, you know, sitting courtside with Gianna and him just like explaining to her, like what the defense or the offense should be running. And then like the light bulb went off and she's like saying the exact same thing that he's saying while he's saying it, like just seeing like those moments. Um, So I look at like, like just like Kobe and then um, keep it like, I guess like along like the lines of like celebrity, but not like a, real athlete celebrity, but like Venus and Serena's father. Like I saw that movie probably like two years ago when it came out and just like his like he, like, it's funny because I mentioned like being gentle and being kind and patient, but it's like he was gentle, kind, and patient, but to a certain extent, right? Like he didn't (laughs) it's like he was raising his family and his girls and like Compton, California (laughs) amongst like all of the craziness that we hear about and like Dre Snoop and Ice Cube music or whatnot, and it's just like I think that's the reason why he was so hard is because that environment required him to be. um, So he was kind of like a, like a chameleon, right? So he kind of like groomed his girls to be able to survive in the environment they were and still demand excellence. So I look at his example of, you know, he didn't just raise, like, it's hard enough just getting like a successful kid just like to be, you know, financially stable or to be able to go on their own and not necessarily like depend on you as a parent, right? But he was able to groom two of the world's best tennis players in the same house that were sisters. So it's like, how do you even do that? Like, how do you even like dream of that or even like attain that? It's just like, so I look at, at him as an example of just being able to block out all of the noise of raising girls in the inner city in Compton, California in the eighties and being able to like, just push them to be what they are today. Um, So those are the two that coming to my mind as far as a uh, girl, dads, Kobe and um, King Richard. So the funny thing is that what you mentioned, Kobe,
0: I definitely got just got this in the gas station.
1: Shout that's out to Body Armor.
0: They did a special edition super drink uh, for Kobe. I believe this actually happened when he was alive. It was a mm-hmm. limited time thing. And then, you know, obviously, opponents passing, they figured they brought it back. I believe that's how it went. But mm-hmm. there's a strawberry grape flavor. And I know how Jarrell feel about grape things. You know, grape is like his jam. Um, okay. and I, that was no pun intended. But no, it's really good. And I like it. I want to have another sip. But I'll also mention that I may have seen King Richard only this year.
1: Okay, As long as you saw it. I mean, it's, it's one of those movies that I feel like it didn't get as just due because of the pandemic. Like, people were still. I think it didn't get as just
0: due because he was trying to slap sense in the neighborhood kids, but was after he slapped sense in the Chris Rock. Um, <laughs> when I seen it anyway, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's very befitting of his character. But <laughs> um, I just thought it was a very, very beautiful movie. And not necessarily because Will Smith was in it. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. But it told the real narrative and story of the Williams sisters and their tennis legacy. Right. Like, when I tell you, I was on a plane watching this movie, and mm-hmm. I was sitting there and was like, it, excuse me, do you got some tissue? Like, <laughs> it definitely had me in the feels, bro. Yeah. Um. So... See, four are you looking at the camera? Um, you know it's hey and rest in peace to the goat and the goat. You know Kobe Bryant and you know that whole tragic moment with Gianna and um, but we definitely take the good things, you mm-hmm. know. And I oh, don't know, man. I think I'm. I feel like in some instances, I'm almost as excited as you are that you're going to be a dad. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like listen, I want y'all to know, ladies and gentlemen, this kid shoe collection is already like killing mine. Like no baby man. girl about to have colder kicks than your boy. <laughs> like she already got some uh some some un and to do. And I'm just, just like, bruh, she got she got grade school or uh um, preschool kicks already.
1: Yeah. Grade listen, school too.
0: <laughs> bruh she got grade school heat. That mug ain't even stepped out the womb yet.
1: Yeah, cold. That was my fault. I didn't know. I didn't know how kid sizes work. I didn't realize that it's like you got the infant, and you got toddler, and you got grade school, then you got big kids, then adults. So it's like <laughs> I'm I think like, grade
0: school is considered big kids. Okay, I think it so. Like that four through 70's. seven. Only because I got like, you know, my I got some sisters of mine that are like they women, I can't stand y'all on y'all feet. That annoys me. Because y'all mm-hmm. can teeter between men's sizes and kid sizes. And when they mm-hmm. have kids exclusive that should be grown up shoes, they'd be like, I Guess I'm gonna stick my tiny feet into these. Can't right, stand yeah. it. Well <laughs> let them boys come out in full sizes or at least to that size twelve W and I like it, I'm grabbing mm-hmm. it. It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm definitely proud of you, brother. Like I said, I can't wait to meet baby girl. I'm, I'm sure that you have way more impatience at this point. So, if there is any advice that you can give to expecting fathers, we are we know the mother gonna get her shine, we know we know mama gonna get all the love, and then the baby gonna get her ain't all gonna get no love. And your attention is going to be split between baby and wife. So, I guess before I get into that part of this, what advice would you give new dads, like new dads to be? Just being a
1: new dad to be yourself. And I would say find other fathers to like glean advice from or to glean perspective from. Like that's helped okay. me being a part of a a network of just diverse fathers so white black hispanic single fathers married fathers like the whole spectrum so that's that's been a very good help because it lets you know that like all your anxiety that you may or may not have um you know building the whole relationship with your spouse um while she's transitioning you're transitioning to like managing all of those feelings like having that group to just impart on you like what they went through. It lets you know that like everything's gonna be okay. What you're going through is not new, but it is your own individual um, transition. So these are the steps you could do to manage it accordingly. Um but all in all it just lets you know that like, hey, I'm not crazy. <laughs> or like or, or it lets you know that there, there there are methods to to um to make the transition successfully. So I would say find a group of fathers that you could um, have those conversations with Um, and then secondly I would say like I feel like I was I've always been like a, a good husband but transitioning to like teetering between husband and father like that's a whole different like adjustment that I had to make because it's like I went from just being like oh yeah like I come home, I unload the groceries, um, like you know, fix stuff around the house. It came from just doing like that type of stuff to being like you're a hundred percent like the servant of everything that has to happen in the house to continue to like flow. Um, so I mean, doing laundry now, and not just your own, but <laughs> your spouse's laundry. Um, like I haven't cooked this much in like my entire life because it's like I'm the person wait wait, so wait, 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 wait 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 you haven't cooked this much in your entire life so since she's been pregnant it's like cooking like at least like four it's been times where I cook four consecutive days in a row like all new meals or oh sometimes, sometimes it'll be like oh I'll cook Monday then we have leftover Tuesday she'll cook Wednesday we'll have leftover Thursdays and it's like Friday we'll do takeout Sunday we had family dinner with the whole family. So you know what I mean? Like it's like now it's just like, yo, like she can't it's not that she she can't make her own breakfast, but just like the whole transition of her body, like she's feeling different, she needs to sleep more. So like those things that are like that used to be easy for her are now a challenge. So it's like, okay, I find myself making her breakfast in the morning, making her lunch and packing it, um, making sure she has like her her morning tea. Um you do you do more grocery store runs because if you run out of something that she's grown accustomed to having during this whole pregnancy transition, then that's on you <laughs> to get that restocked. So it's it's just like those little things that like you didn't used to have to do before, but now they're like imperative that you do. Like that's, that's kind of like a transition because it's not something that you could just, like you, you can't just say like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. It's like, no, like if you don't go and make her, Breakfast and lunch today, then it's like you're not only just telling her like it's it's not like you just saying like oh go get lunch or whatever like go buy it at the cafeteria at your job or whatever it's like I think like they may feel it as being like you're really just gonna let me go eat whatever you're not gonna try to <laughs> you're not gonna make wow me you don't either. care about the nourishment in me and my baby wow. <laughs> right 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 so <laughs> it's like it's like Dang. the stuff that you used to just be like like when y'all wasn't pregnant you could just be like oh. I left the 20 on the counter for you. You know, go to McDonald's on your lunch break. Go to Chick-fil-A on your lunch break. It's like, now if you do that, it's kind of just like, it ain't no love in that. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't no, it's like, it's kind of like you're not prioritizing um, the health and the nourishment of the family anymore. So it's like those types I mean, of things. Now,
0: granted, I know nothing about like being a dad, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I
1: know
0: nothing about being an expecting dad at all. So like, I say this, with that emptiness or that ignorance behind the statement. I personally feel, no, just annoying. I think this is there you go. These are my kids now. You know what I'm saying? They just, <laughs> they just act like the world revolves around them, and I have three arms, man. I need to use two of them. Um I feel as if in this process, and I guess this is more so my advice to you. And to all the expectant fathers out there, whether you just found out or you are like near the cusp of delivery like the is or anybody in the plane or even dads that have seen their child come into this world. Don't forget to give yourself and mom grace mm-hmm. because I believe that one of the most important responsibilities that you have in this world it is to be responsible for a child becoming an adult. Responsible for bearing a child, creating a child, bringing them to this world, welcoming them into this world, but also teaching them rights and wrongs, managing your time accordingly, mm-hmm. telling your boss, "Leave me the hell alone. I gotta go take care of my kid now." Mm-hmm. When you used to be the work workaholic, you know what I'm saying? So. Don't derail for you, so I'll expect dads, the current dads, um, the OG dads can let me know how they feel about this statement. But don't forget to give yourself and mama grace because mm-hmm. one, no matter what the relationship is, whether it be a married couple, a co parenting relationship, um, a couple that's figuring out this whole life thing and all of a sudden the kids here. Give yourself grace because Obviously past generations have made their missteps and got you to where you are today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just don't forget that part of the process. And I don't even know what pair of shoes I'm gonna get baby girl first. But <laughs> it's gonna be hard to beat you to the punch because Jarel be quick drama. Draw what is you talking about? <laughs> that listen, I wanna get into this collection that baby girl got already, but I think we're gonna wait until okay. I see you in person with it. I feel like the next time forward. I really see I feel like the next time I'm really going to see you in person is going to be after baby get here and I'm going to be trying to like bring y'all food and I know it's going to be a line out the door but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm definitely proud of y'all. I'm definitely happy and cannot wait to welcome baby girl to the world and mm-hmm. uh, you know hey I know Jerrell is going to get a pair of shoes to celebrate baby girl coming into the world. <laughs> um, that's going to be his reason for getting them Jordan 11s that drop in December. Oh, no. uh, you can't afford to miss a layup when you win the playoffs. And if you know, you know. Maybe we'll bring that to y'all in another episode of this podcast because <laughs> I think we are approaching time. But um, yeah, man. I-, I think we gave the people some good advice. Remember, you can stream this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Check the website at mentalmatterspodcast take Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, well, at whatever, TikTok, um, <laughs> anywhere on social media, webs and interwebs. You should be able to find the Mental Matters Podcast there. Uh, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for over a hundred episodes, and we still running and talking about. And uh... yeah, Blake said, "What up?" Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stay. But.